So um, tonight, uh, I'd like to uh, offer uh, some reflections, and uh, the title of the talk is "Strange Happiness." So, um, so I'd like to start by. Um, telling a little teaching story that you may you may have heard um, it's uh, there's this man could be a woman like in the story it's a man who is running away from uh, some tigers who are chasing him and he runs running you know and he st- slips over the edge of a cliff and just manages to hold on to um, you know, some vine just dangling there and he realises the vine is com- sort of coming away from the <coughs> cliff and uh, the tigers are at the top of the cliff kind of, you know, it's like trying to I imagine them trying, or growling trying. and he looks below and there's tigers at the bottom as well kind of waiting and and so there he is in his predicament and he looks to the side and there's some little little wild strawberry plant growing on the side of the cliff and he just reaches out and takes one and eats it oh, delicious strawberry that's, that's it that's the story. you know I mean you know you know what happens of course and um, I, I, every time I hear that story, I, I kind of, I, um, it, it's, it feels like it points us to our predicament. You know, sentient beings, I, we actually always, you know, clinging to the vine, in a way. I know. We're so fragile, we're so, our, our life, you know, in the time of our death, you don't know, we don't know. It could be in the next moment. So I like the, the encouragement to enjoy the strawberry. <laughs> what strawberries are there? Right now, even in this very moment, what we can notice and you know and really enjoy, you know, while we can, without clinging, you know, without them, because we know, so we know what's going to happen. Hmm. And um, I was thinking about, you know, the. William Blake, this is something about um, kissing the joy as it flies. I know. Strange happiness. Of that, you know, being able to really, oh, you know, joy, moments of joy, moments, lovely, beauty. Today, have there been have there been any 
for you? Maybe. Or just moments of, oh, quiet, quiet enjoyment. Just, yeah. Feel like, you know, that sense of the, when we really can be awake to the fragility of our mortal condition, you know, and really be, really be aware of that, that Buddha recommended our frequent, frequent recollection, that it, it, far from being depressing, can really um, be a source of uh, this, Um, you know, not postponing happiness. You know, not waiting until we are all sorted out, and then I'll be happy. <laughs> you know? Oh dear, <laughs> I've been waiting a really long time. <laughs> you know, I want—is the man on the cliff clinging into the vine? Is he? Was he completely sorted so he could enjoy the strawberry? <laughs> so it's like it's this sense of, of what what are the if onlys? You know, how are we postponing our well being? What are we saying? You no, know, it's like what are we making it conditional upon? Are you saying, well, if only you know, fill in the fill in dot 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 fill in the count. If only. <laughs> This wasn't happening, or I was more like this, or that wasn't a problem, or you know, it's like this. It's, it's so interesting question. Um, one teacher I found this really helpful was asking us, you know, well, what if onlys are operating in your life? No. I mean, what if onlys are operating right now? Hmm. Only Caroline would shush, then I'd be happy. <laughs> no, I hope you don't think that. But anyway, if you are, you know, it's like I'm talking, so. So I, I think, you know, this is this strange happiness that's available in those moments, you know, when we can. What? What is it that stops happening so we can actually savor and uh, uh. so I just I just want to kind of just open this, just explore this a little bit, the different ways perhaps that this, the path that the Buddha taught and the practice that we do here and just your sense of your practice and your life and on retreat is how um, it is so much about well-being and about finding out how to nourish our heart and mind so we can... um, so we can, hmm, well, so that so that there's less suffering, really, isn't it? So 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 that so that we can be more available for um, 
for life. Hmm. So sometimes the, the path is the Buddha that the Buddha taught is described as a path of happiness leading to the highest happiness. And it's really interesting as I I've sort of been exploring this topic for a while and um, partly inspired by a book by James Baraz called Awakening Joy, so I want to kind of acknowledge that. And just this this real inquiry into what where is true well being or where what a, it what kinds of, of well-being or okayness or happiness or joy are available to us whatever the conditions of our life and whatever the conditions of our life and there's something very radical about this isn't there there's, some, there's a sort of turning somehow in a different direction because we're so sort of might say conventional ordinary happiness and I was thinking I was sort of you know I was going to give this talk, and I was sort of noticing through the day you no know, different sorts of little happiness based on sense pleasure. <laughs> you know, lovely hot shower. Oh, that's nice. Well, I know it's going to end. <laughs> I can't stay here forever. Or you know, and then the cup of tea, or and just this sense of how. Um, how much we we try to make things okay by um, trying to get more of that or hold on to this bit of that and you know and avoid the pain or or somehow find um, some kind of yeah again projection into the future when. I've got this and that and that. Then, so it's it's never it's never <coughs> isn't it? We have those moments where we seem to to connect with some. I don't know if you've had glimpses of this. I mean, you you kind of get it. You kind of know that what you're looking for really it isn't in isn't to be found in. All of this changing, you know, people, places, things, activities, food, nature, um, good moods, um, you know, even the way we relate to our mind as well, almost like, or our body, it's almost like it's just the same thing, it's all got to be sorted out and feel good and then I can be happy. And then there's moments where we realise actually something about just being present so the strange happiness of awareness maybe we all we recognize that we taste that at times where and different teachers sort of talk about this in different ways that maybe we we get a taste of this living in the present and we live fully fully in the present joy arising for no reason just no, just just because we're alive, or the kind of contentment. Maybe um, a teacher called Ram Das. He says contentment is found through plumbing the depths of this moment. 
something about this treasure under the doorstep that we're this very it's right here under your chair under your cushion it's, it's that sense that we're always looking somewhere isn't it we're out there or we're 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 looking out and there's something something the the dharma that present here and now available here and now to be discerned this um, freedom this this uh, yeah this opening to life um, without constriction without condition without demand uh, so I was talking a bit about that last night about this coming into alignment with the way things are another teacher um, Gendra Rinpoche says happiness cannot be found through great effort and willpower but it's already here in relaxation and letting go It's already here. If we have the idea, that time-bound idea or spatial-bound idea that happiness is there, not here, or that happiness is then and not now, then that's going to be what's that that'll be our experience this is this is i don't know if this connects at all is it does this make sense it's it's so it's like it's like happy, happiness i i hesitate to use that word because it well well-being or translate it it's it's that feeling okay, sometimes I think that is highly underestimated. <laughs> feeling okay, I was like, I'll take some of that. <laughs> That's great. You know, our perspective on this is so amazing, isn't it? We can be so actually feeling okay, and, and, and you know, we don't, we don't appreciate the fact there aren't bombs falling on us. It sounds a bit melodramatic, but... Um, it's it's just seeing that what what we're constructing about through our ideas about right now I cannot be happy because and it's it's that's the in a way that's the problem that's that's the prison that's the and when we can see that's what we're doing, when we can recognize that, it's a kind of, it's almost like a shift of just, it's a shift of understanding, it's a shift of perspective. It's almost like nothing has to change, but everything changes. And it can happen in a moment. And the, um, 
sense of, of freedom and release and the sense that then we, we're not so dependent on conditions either of our own mind even we, there's something it's like a and it, and it's not something you find and keep it's a mo it's mo it's discovered it's discovered again it's, it's a it's an understanding and a perspective we can keep keep nourishing um, it, it's almost it has this paradoxical sense sometimes you know you're not feeling okay but it's okay it's really okay this something so th- this is part of what we practice I think the sort of simplicity of this but how difficult that is because of what we cling to the ideas and the yeah and the stories and the, all the the young the discomfort in our bodies and our, our 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 struggle with that and all these things in practice that that we we're we're trying to to expand our capacity to be with to pay attention to to include to widen to include and to and to begin to see how through the way we pay attention, the way we see things, actually, um, we can learn how um, those those places of holding and clinging and struggle can be can be released can be released. So the strange happiness of awareness, I'm really it's a satipanya, it's this mindfulness wisdom, wise. It's the wisdom and this enriched awareness, isn't it? When, when, when the mindfulness is strong and the samadhi and there's just a seeing, isn't? And then there's the the understanding, the, the right view, the and the whole of the the whole of the path kind of starts to appear in that as our, our capacity to open more and more to uh, the presence of life in. In its in its completeness, in a way, in its completeness, moment to moment. Um, but just the the simplicity of the practice, of just letting our faith in that grow. So we we get glimpses and recognise, and we kind of know. We 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 let this sort of homing instinct for for freedom and for peace like yeah we kind of we know and we just as long as it takes just patiently 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 coming coming back coming out of distraction and coming into the simplicity of of of, of what's here hmm there's a lovely um, verse by Thich Nhat Hanh that I, I, I've used sometimes. So I think sometimes words are really helpful. <laughs> Just to, I, am, I have arrived. I am home. In the here. In the now. I have arrived. I am home. In the here. In the now. And really connected with this is just it's another kind of maybe aspect of this coming home is coming home in a way to ourselves or coming home to um, a more full um, this acceptance 
piece. And um, Sharon, Sharon Salzberg says it like, like this. The path to true happiness is one of integrating and fully accepting all aspects of our experience. Hmm. I hear that, how that lands with you, but I, I've, this, this, yeah, integrating, fully accepting, and just gently begin patiently, patiently expanding our capacity to do that. Um, Mm. And um, it seems to me that it's a sort of maybe another paradox in practice that somehow the the more we're able to to accept our experience, somehow our this more limited sense of me and who I am and that sort of, that sense of uh, how we defined or define ourselves, it, it, it actually softens, it's kind of paradoxical. Through that acceptance and that integration and that inclusion, somehow there's a, a larger, more expansive sense of, of being, of, of uh, potential And uh, there's a poem I'd like to read you that I love by a great uh, Caribbean poet called Derek Walcott, called Love After Love. The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, And each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you have ignored for another who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit. Feast on your life. Feast on your life. So, so many places in the teachings are the, the Buddha's talking about um, happiness and um, one, of, one of them is very much in the area of, of um, ethics and, and generosity and I just, I just wanted to um, 
just invite you for a moment to consider the kind of happiness that comes when you are in contact with kindness or compassion, either giving, receiving, just when somebody does something for you and when you just experience that. And even, even if it's in the context of something difficult, that, that, that compassion has this kind of joy in it. Do you know what I mean? When there's a sense of connection, there's a sense of, of joy in that somehow. The compassion allows us to feel our common humanity and our one, oneness in a way. And our, we are not separate I don't know if you can think of any of any examples or moments at times are coming to mind. Um, and this is another, actually another aspect of the practice of to to recollect goodness, to actually remember and and savor that and sort of. In a way, in a in a way, dwell in it. There's certain places that, if you know, dwell with a mind imbued with kindness and joy, and it's allowing the mind to be nourished by um, goodness. Just an example. I sometimes I I say because it happened here at Gaia House when um, my foster mom was uh, very very ill, and and I thought. Near, near death at that point and I was really yeah I was kind of desperate to see her before she died and I, I, I couldn't see how I could get there and one of my dear coordinator colleagues well two of them drove me in the middle of the night all the way to Essex to see her and uh, whenever I Tell that story. I'm just so touched again. You know the the beauty of that, and what a di- what a difference it made, and was such a teaching to me about generosity and compassion. And maybe you can think of times when people have done things for you, or you've done things for other people, and. I think again, maybe we could say it's a kind of a, stra- a strange happiness, in the sense that it's not to do getting anything. Really, it's not to do with, you know, it's not to do with craving. It's not to do with getting or getting rid of or you know, like sort of. It's it's just this sort of opening of the heart, this sort of sharing of the heart, this giving and receiving. And that's, I think that that's really part of the happiness that we most deeply, deeply crave or crave, long for. Yeah, maybe. And that that sense of connection is is available to us um, when we can, can in different ways in our meditation and in our life, 
nourish that sense of connection where who when how 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 is that you know who 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 where you, you know what i'm trying to say that 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 helps helps the heart the kind of meditation practice or that helps us to, to nourish that sense of connection with nature with with ourselves with others bring such such joy maybe we don't even call it joy just gladden gladdening the heart um, so um, another another aspect of this which I found very very uh, striking was um, research on happiness and you know, happy people in, it was an American study of course and thousands of people you know investigated and researched about how you know so what's this about you're happy how do you do that you know <laughs> and one of the things they found in this particular study that was the one thing that was most strikingly in common with everybody was that they intended to be happy isn't that interesting? They actually, it was part of their life. They would look for it, notice it. It can use that intend. Intend. There's a, so there's a conditioning there that perhaps some of us are lucky enough to be, seems like, born with. I know some people are more that way inclined. Some of us not so much, but we can learn. And And I think th- this is, yeah, this is this whole possibility that that the Buddha encouraged and our neuroscience is kind of confirming that we can learn. <laughs> we can. And um, isn't it so much of where we get trapped is in this view that we can't. This is how I am. You know. And how we find the faith and the support and the encouragement and the persistence and the, you know, and the, to, to actually change the, the change the tenor and, and of our mind and it it's um, you know it's like it's possible it's possible and the Buddha says at one point is very moving I would not teach this if it wasn't possible it is possible. But it does take persistence and repetition, and and a kind of skillfulness to really, to to really understand how how this how this works. But different ways, you know. Some of us more through meditation, maybe some of us more through just what we do in the world, you know, and through through service, through through action, through you know, being creative. So you think that, that that feels really important to me as well. That maybe we have all oh, you know. If, you, you, if you're going to be happy, you've got to be really saintly. You know, got to be kind of like Mother Teresa. And or you know, images of. I think we carry around. I mean, images of sort of what it is to be happy. Or. And and it's so it's so much part of what inhibits us. I think from our own natural, more authentic or kind of, you know. Um, what it is we have, what what it is we 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 can. 
path. The words are so hard to... But just the, the manifestation of, of, our, of, of our natural goodness. I just It's almost like uncovering, getting out of the way, finding out what helps that. Um, hmm. So another um, just yeah, maybe a couple of other a couple of other um, thoughts. Gratitude. There was somebody there was somebody on retreat here, I can't remember who said that um, she wrote down three things she was grateful for. And after doing that every single day for a year, she felt very, very different. Really, yeah. So, you know, for her, that's that gratitude, really powerful. So what, what, are we, what are we grateful for? And to spend time really, really reflecting on that. To, um, you know, the cup cup half empty the cup half full so yeah again what our what our habits are um, and to 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 give to give time to that to that reflection what are we grateful for And you can still see me well enough. Anyway, you can hear me, so that's all right, isn't it? It's like, hello, are you still there? <laughs> oh, it's like, um, hmm. The strangest happiness of all, maybe, happiness of nibbana, release, cessation, the mind that doesn't cling. And the absence of greed, hatred and delusion. <coughs> the, the cessation of suffering, the cessation of clinging. You know, these small moments of, of easing. Maybe very big moments of, of release. The happiness of uh, revelation of oneness. And I, the giving up of the push and the pull. Or even just a sense of the possibility of that. And um, I think I'll, I'll finish by reading you uh, one of my favourite quotes that I often... So if you've heard it before, well, it's so good. I'm sure it'll be good for you to hear it again. That's the, the wonderful Ajahn Chah a great Thai forest master who evokes for us the, the passage I'll read I think a sort of, of a vision of possibility of a kind of equanimity a kind of peacefulness of mind um, which is really really within the realm of possibility for, for all of us you know for each of us and 
something we can really uh, we can really get glimpses of and taste and um, yeah, just that sense it's really possible. If it were not possible, I would not encourage you to do it. It is possible. So cultivate the good. Cultivate the good. So this Ajahn Chah. Try to be mindful and let things take their natural course. Then your mind will become still in any surroundings. Like a clear forest pool. All kinds of wonderful, rare animals will come to drink at the pool and you will clearly see the nature of all things. You will see many strange and wonderful things come and go, but you will be still. This is the happiness of the Buddha. So let's just sit quietly together for a few moments. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.